Hello and welcome to the Faith and Science Podcast. My name is Tyler Bubblitz and welcome to the third week of Epiphany. This is for the week of January 21st. 2018 and i'm happy to have you back or if it's your first time welcome to the faith and science podcast and as we dig into this week i want to thank everyone for the great feedback we've been getting it's been really helpful there's definitely some different things i'm looking at on the near horizon to be able to make this a better podcast and i need your suggestions need your feedback so keep them coming i love the feedback that we're getting and to make this a better community for you all So I'm really looking forward to this week. It's a really exciting week, this third week in Epiphany. We're back in Mark this week to cover kind of Jesus' starting of his ministry, if you want to put it that way. So to start with, we our gospel reading will be out of Mark chapter 1, verses 14 through 20. This is a very... It takes our verse from two weeks ago and really condenses kind of everything that goes on. We have John getting arrested. Jesus then has his kind of his proclamation giving his mission statement for his ministry in a very short sermon. And I quote from verse 15, The time is fulfilled and the kingdom of God has come near. Repent and believe in the good news. End of quote. And so this is where then he goes and gets Simon and his brother Andrew who are fishing. And then he tells them in verse 17, the famous line of, quote, follow me and I'll make you fish for people. We're very familiar with that. Then it also he continues with James, the son of Zebedee and his brother John and his father, and they're mending nets, and he's telling James and John to come and follow him. So very, very interesting verse there. We'll definitely dig into that a little bit. But I think also these supplementary readings from the Old Testament and the New Testament and Psalms this week, I think really help paint a really interesting picture that we can really dive into. So the first reading this week is we're thrown into the middle of Jonah, chapter 3, verses 1 through 5 and verse 10. And the big things I'm seeing with this verse, and as we're kind of going through it, just a reminder, so Jonah gets called by the Lord to go to Nineveh. He doesn't go to Nineveh. He flees, gets in a you know a major storm all on a boat. He gets eaten by a large fish. He gets he repents. He gets spit up on the shore. And so this is kind of where we pick up here is starting with verse 1. The word of the Lord came to Jonah a second time, saying, Get up and go to Nineveh, the great city, and proclaim it to it, the message that I tell you. And so it's this message, you know, that he then tells them that he needs to go and walk the streets and tell them that they need to turn from their evil ways. And by, you know, that's verses 1 through 5 and verse 10. We kind of just see that the city had changed its its ways, and so God decides not to overthrow it. And as we go into the rest of Jonah, you learn that this kind of upset no- Jonah, and God used a nice little teaching metaphor there. But I think there's a, definitely some key things there, uh, throwing through this initial run-through here, and before we dive in deep, uh, the key word I would launch you to kind of think about is the second time the Lord calling out to Jonah. The New Testament reading, again, is the second of four weeks in 1 Corinthians. This week, it's from chapter 7, verses 29 through 31. And this is kind of a difficult little verse. It's now after 
Paul kind of re-summarizing through those first six chapters of what he's been talking about. This is where he's kind of getting into the direct messages that Corinth kind of was asking him about. It's one of these passages that I feel like for congregations, we really need to explain and understand it that Paul is really talking more in poetic form here uh, because it can be very confusing. And there really isn't even a direct verse that a lot of would get people's attention from it. Uh, But really what he's trying to state here is that, you know, as time passes, there is a time for everything. And he's kind of even getting into with this that, you know, even marriage, you know, falls away in the way aspect of that you have the two people go on and move on in life into where we're called to be in the aspect of being with the Lord. So that there is a time for everything and that the only thing that really he kind of gets into further that holds firm through everything is the Lord, which sets up Psalm 62 verse 5 through 12 beautifully and it's this beautiful beautiful psalm that kind of just goes through and talking about how the lord is your refuge and is there in all this i even just start with verse five for god alone my soul waits in silence for my hope is in is from him he alone is my rock and my salvation my fortress and i shall not be shaken verses five and six. So it's it's a beautiful psalm and just kind of talking about all this. And as I'm looking through all this and remembering that this Sunday, the 21st, the 15th, right before this, you have Martin Luther King Day. You know, you're still in the month of January, which I think is also a very important thing where you had people or a decent chunk of people make New Year's resolutions. And I was always kind of thinking about all these different things. I think there's a couple different things we can kind of th- bring together and, and a beautiful science tie-in, I think, this week to kind of bring this all together. So first and foremost, before we really get into this, I I listened right at the end of 2017. I heard, heard of this and I had to look it up myself. And the USA Today, I'll post that one below, but got privileged to a Morris poll. And for the first time in years, weight loss wasn't the most popular New Year's resolution for 2018. It was, there was actually something tied with it or depending on the poll, very close with it. And it was to be a better person. And I think this is a, this is something to kind of definitely bring up here in the third week of January, because it's one of these times where as people kind of gotten rid of their New Year's resolutions, but I think it's also a unique one. And as a Christian, I think it's a really a concept that we don't spend enough time really talking about. How do I bring my faith out into the world and and do this message and to be able to be a better person for that, being the person that God has set aside for me to be. And as I look through the you know, different passages we have this week, I see it as we have a call. And I think it's very evident to me that there is a call that is trying to be made this week. And so I wanted to dive a little deeper into that. And and that's why there were certain things, even when I was going through the readings, I really wanted to emphasize. And so let's kind of re-go back through these a little bit. 
So if you look at, again, Mark, we have to remember he's the shortest of the Gospels. He's this Gospel that's very bare bones. So whatever he's putting in for details is very important to his Gospel. And so stating that John is arrested in verse 14 is huge. John the baptizer is who he's referencing. And this is something where there were people, if you even remember two weeks ago when he was stating some of this, there were people thinking he was the Messiah. And he had to clear it up. Nope, there's someone coming greater than I. And so this kind of sends things into chaos. And it's, 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 I can just imagine how this would be totally chaotic to have someone who's seen as a leader like a Martin Luther King, if you want to put it to a more recent day, and, and how that threw everything into chaos. You know, leading a movement. You have John leading this movement. And for me, when I was going through this, I ended up listening to Sermon Brainwaves podcast from Working Preacher, my shameless plug as not being an ordained minister, it's an awesome resource. And they brought up with this, there's a lot of people who can kind of look at when you get beyond this section, how Jesus goes and talks to these people and it's in can see it as just Jesus with his almost hypnotic states. And I'd I come up kind of more agree what was talked about in that podcast where we have to remember that this area that Jesus grew up in is not a necessarily a large area. So we have to remember that Simon and Andrew and James and John, they've probably known Jesus pretty much their whole lives. And it's probably one of those things like me with this podcast. There were certain people who been around me for a while and Noah and I kind of talked about some different things like this. And it was probably when Jesus, after kind of making this mission statement and is going out and getting his disciples, is more just kind of stating it as of, you know, now is the time. Now is the time that I'm looking at getting this going. And now is the time that I'm going to do this. And that's probably why they have the reactions that they do. But again, I see it as there was different there's multiple roles in this short passage that I think are very key for today. If you look at, we have Simon and Andrew who are out fishing. They are fishermen. They state, for they are were fishermen. That's their profession. Jesus you know, states them essentially that, come and have you fish for people. And that now is the time. They drop everything and go. But if you look also, there is... When you're looking at James and John, there's a difference. They're mending the nets. And I look at that for, yes, that's a role of a fisherman, but they're not, they are in a different stage. They're fixing their nets. They're preparing. They're doing different things. And I can see this in a fold of if you're on in a career transition, if you are trying to figure out where you're going, that's where this call is. But it also could be this call of, I want you still doing something on the side. I need you to for a short period to help me with this. But the last thing person that gets overlooked a lot is a in that last verse, in verse 20, immediately called them, they left their father in the boat with the hired men and followed him. And the, the key thing that I see there is leaving their father, Zebedee, in the boat with the hired men, essentially stating that this call 
that he, that Jesus had for these people isn't for everybody. And what I mean by that is my call is different than your call. That is different than uh, you know, Joey's call. You have different people who have different calls from the Lord doing the same, you know, doing the work of the Lord. I think of a, a great passage that kind of gets into that is Second uh, Corinthians verse twelve, where he start, where Paul's kind of talking about the different parts of the body and how you know the eye can't be jealous of the hand. You know, we all have different roles. We have different roles, and and I think we. If you want to skip to the second reading or the New Testament reading, I think that's what we're kind of getting from this this call for from Paul from Corinth is that there is a time for everything and that changes as things go along. You know that there's there's a time for time for being a child and there's a time for being adult to put it in a simple manner. So there's calls that maybe for a period of time, there might be calls for a lifetime, there might be calls that I'm preparing you for something, but not yet. And we have to remember that as Christians. And I just don't think that calls get talked about a lot. And that's where I think also as being a human, (laughs) the Jonah reading is so important because he states it's the second time he is calling the calling Jonah. And he doesn't give up on us. He could have easily given up on Jonah. He could have easily gotten someone else to go to Nineveh. But this was God's call to Jonah, that there was a specific call that he had for Jonah. And this is what I need you to do. And if you continue with Jonah, I think there's a point where part of why God had that call is he needed him to continue to grow. And if you want to dive into Jonah, it's a great little passage. And I think then that what kind of ties this all together is the psalm. The psalm just talking about that the that he is our rock. He is our person to be putting trust in. And especially when we're thinking about calls and, you know, bettering ourselves as the New Year's resolution or Martin Luther King and how, you know, thinking about is there better ways of doing things in society? I think there's a lot of... There's a lot of meat there to really contemplate and to think about. But this is the Faith and Science podcast. So you're probably at this point saying, Tyler, where is the science? And this one I had to try to think a little bit deeper because it was, how am I going to make this relate to everyone? And the best way is to go back to the beginning. And the beginning being the beginning of yourself the, the time that you were as big as a pinhead, right when you essentially started out. And that's where we'll get into the basic biology of you being a zogot, where those first early cells and you could, those cells rapidly multiplied. And as you can continue on, you learn that those were stem cells. And Stem cells, kind of the wonderful, beautiful, controversial thing about stem cells is stem cells can become any cell in the body. Absolutely any cell. They, and that's how all these cells have your genetic code, have your genetic blueprint, put it, 
to become you. Every single cell has it, but every single cell has a different role, a different job. And that's how we get these differing organs, different things. And it's, it's a beautiful thing. I think a lot of times we forget how beautiful our bodies are. But the process of becoming from a stem cell to becoming a specialized cell, like a nerve cell, a blood cell, a skin cell, a bone cell, is this this process called selective gene expression. And to put it simply, if you have these cells, stem cells, that have all the genetic code, but they haven't been selected to be anything yet. And so it goes through this process of turning on or turning off different genes. So think of it kind of like light switches. It's the difference of turning on a light switch or turning off a light switch. So say to become a brain cell, you need genes one and four. And we'll just say there's six genes to make it simple. So you turn on one and four and you leave the others off. To become a nerve cell, you need two and five and you keep the others off. And to become a blood cell, you need one, three, and six. And that's how you become a a nerve cell. So you have all these combinations that become this. And that's, it's through gene expression, through turning on and turning off these different things. It's one of the big things that's just fascinating in genetics is figuring out how do all these things work together if we turn off this or turn on this what does it do you know and figuring out g you know sequences of genes and what are they doing in the body but with that it's much like a calling each of these cells starts out the same but based off of what the body needs they get turned on or turned off to fill a role to fill to fit to fit society and each of these then is going to have a a vastly different role, different lifestyle, life even. If you look at a fat cell and everybody has the same number of fat cells, it's the question of how large they are. The average fat cell lives for 25 years. Whereas if you look at a cell in your stomach, it's like a week. So these things are rapidly turning over or slowly turning over and it's it's totally different each one is totally different the lifespan and what it's doing is totally different the every single one though has that genetic code has that genetic blueprint and for us it's it's the gospel it's the word we have the blueprint but each of us is going to get called to be a different role do a different thing the lord has different plans for you that compared to me compared to your neighbor down the street compared to the person at church that's why we have different abilities different strengths different weaknesses that's why we need to work together because we can't do it on our own. We're not a, We're not all superheroes. Really, the only superhero we know of was Jesus. And there still was limitations and capabilities that he didn't even show us. And that we don't know because he didn't show us everything. Because he, you know, he had, and that's another discussion for another day. But the other little tidbit that I'm going to throw your way is something I think it's just even more fascinating about the whole thing is we know from basic biology that cell is the basic foundation for life. It's the smallest unit of life. 
But what holds all these things together in the human body? We're made up of billions upon trillions of cells. What holds this all together? And it's a protein matrix called laminins. And if you've never heard of laminins, I will attach even just the simple Wikipedia page. I'll see if I can find some other stuff on it for you guys. It's fascinating because of the simple structure of it, and it's shaped in the cross. So in my opinion, you're literally being held together upon millions upon billions of cells by millions upon billions of crosses. And so to me, it's reassuring as we're trying to go through and doing these New Year's resolutions of becoming a better person when we're looking at, you know, understanding that we have our time and place, no matter how much we want Martin Luther King at this time, we have to realize that God had a purpose for Martin Luther King being when he was there. And he has a purpose on why you're here right now. And that he's persistent with his calls, that he's going to keep calling. But there's a time and a place. And just like Jonah, it became harder because he didn't listen right away. He had to go through this longer process than if he had gone to Nineveh right away. And that there's times when the Lord just tells you to drop everything and go. And there's times where he's saying, I'm still working with you. I'm still trying to prepare you for something. I need you working on this while you're doing this. And there's times where he's going to tell you, there's things that I'm calling others to do and I need you to stay here. And you need to do the work that I have for you right here. And that's all hard and confusing, but all very, very important. And I think it's something that we can often confuse and often get jealous and and often try figuring out what the heck are we doing. And I know I've been part of that. And it's something that you walk through knowing that the Lord has a plan. He knows what he's doing. He's in control. So I hope this has been a benefit of you. Please, please, I love getting feedback. It's so important to me. And it makes it so it's a better podcast for everyone. And I'm looking forward to where this is going, but I'll leave you with the simple words. I pray God blesses you through your faith and amazes you through science.